Blog Talk Radio.
Talk Radio for 18 minutes. It's always right about 18 or 19 minutes before someone alerts me that I'm still muted on the Block Talk Radio before I manage to come back in. And I appreciate your patience for staying with me. I'm on the phone line. My other call was hung up. Didn't even tell me they couldn't hear me. Just hung up and didn't give me any kind of warning, any kind of heads up. So thank you, Rapani, for letting me know that I was still muted um, on Blog Talk Radio, and I apologize. My Blog Talk Radio number is area code 845-277-9143. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Am I clear? Do press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I will unmute the Blog Talk uh, Radio. So thank you so much, uh, Rapani, for alerting me that I wasn't um, that I wasn't being heard on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for being with me, Beatrice James, and, and acknowledging your UK presence. Thank you for representing for the UK. Uh, let's see, who else is with me? Asafa Shakur, Grand Rising, Grand Rising. Germanica uh, uh, Joy, thank you so much for also being present here with me. Thank you, Kiona. Um, I see you, beloved. I know you tried to alert me also that um, I wasn't being heard, <laughs> that I was muted on the Blog Talk Radio, but I've got it together now. My lines are now open. So um, you should be able to hear me now um, with clarity. I appreciate that. Um, Aibobo, Empress, Aibobo, all is indeed a blessing, and we give thanks and praise always to spirits and to the low wild for standing up as they will in any given moment in time space. Thank you, Jennifer Anderson. Beloved, just call me back, okay? <laughs> I had myself on mute. Just call me back at area code 845-277-9143, and I'll open the mic uh, momentarily um, and bring you all into the uh, conversation with your questions, comments, reading requests, or whatever you might have for me today. Eva Orisha, Moju Ba Orisha. Greetings, Orisha. Thank you for always showing up and being present and bringing your ashe and your energy to this powerful platform of gods and goddesses in this square circle. I'm so grateful for all of you. Uh, give me a moment. Please bear with me. Um, my impatient participants uh, who drop out when I don't immediately come and answer your calls. When I don't immediately come and give you that quick free reading, don't don't do that to me. Stay with me and allow me to at least acknowledge you for being here with me in the room. Thank you so much for um, always helping me and having my back for fun. And uh, Kiona, uh, freight is always moving 24-7. All day, the warehouses are piled high with food. And they did suggest that even at the governmental level, we have a short stockpile of uh, food stocks, but um, just as we saw with toilet paper not more than three weeks ago, uh, there will be that, that slight panic reaction. People will head to the store and, and get what they can, and so it is suggested that people get what's available to you, get what you need, get what you can use, and then um, we'll see what happens as we, as we move it forward. Greetings, April Anthony. Thank you so much for being a part of the show and your presence and your participation. 
again, I greet you also. Um, I'm Jamonica, Jamonica J. So glad to be able to have you here with us on another live edition of Revolutionary Voodoo, New Orleans Food, Secrets and Recipes. Keonis, thank you so much for reminding us all to participate, participate. Ask your questions, present your comments. Um, please use the phone lines, and I'll be more than happy to bring you in to the conversation. Uh, 314 area code, that's Missouri. I believe that's going to be Wapani. Greetings, 314. Yes. Come on in, beloved. Your mic is open. Greetings. I have a question about uh, the lights. We were talking about that earlier, the lights in the sky. I thought that was just in Missouri but we saw a string of lights go across the sky in formation rather quickly, and it was way too high to be planes or helicopters. Um, My husband and my son believe it may have been satellites. I myself, my mind always goes in a different direction, and you had mentioned on the phone that – the Navy actually was tracking that as well. What are your views on that? And, you know, do you believe, I don't want to turn this into an alien program, but do you believe there's possibly, throughout history, they've shown in artwork, religious artwork, non-religious artwork, any major calamity, there's always some picture of a craft in the air with the calamity. What are your views on that? Well, first, I don't have a problem turning this into a show about um, aliens, ancient aliens, UFOs. Um, I I believe and have said all along that they're interconnected. Um, Ancient cultures and societies, how we view and understand God, religion, quite possibly how we view magic and and how that made its way into world culture, Um, but also in in the present modern context. Um, And what's happening now is present modern and absolutely in, in context. Uh, one of my hashtags, context matters. Content matters, but context also matters. And so you witnessed something in the sky last night. And in a moment, I want you to go a little bit more into detail about that. Um, last night, I noticed something in the sky. Um, as I went to, to close my classic historic Treme shutters, as I do every evening, um, as it gets dark, um, I look up and I see the crescent moon um, in the sky, and I see what I first think is, is um, because Venus is often really bright um, and really close to the moon um, in the evening sky in the summer months or early summer months. Um, so I'm thinking it's Venus, but it's in motion. It's moving, so, so it couldn't be Venus. So I stopped to pay closer attention, and, and now I'm thinking it must be, you know, uh, what is it, the uh, space station, the space shuttle. Uh, no, the space station, uh, because it is yeah. that in the right lighting and under the right conditioning, um, you can see the, the, the space station with, with your naked eye. So I assume that it's that, and I come on back in the house. It is only earlier this morning that I start getting the tweet about the Pentagon releasing three UFO videos taken by U.S. Navy pilots. 
And this previously leaked videos were declassified to clear up any misconceptions as to whether they were real or not. The Pentagon on Monday released three declassified videos that showed U.S. Navy pilots encountering what appeared to be unidentified flying objects. The grainy videos which the Pentagon says depict unexplained aerial phenomena were previously leaked, with some believing they show alien UFOs. The Pentagram said it released the footage to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real or whether or not there is more to the video. A statement by the Department of Defense um, released on their on their website. So there's clearly something going on in the sky. And as my sister um, mentioned, it is a historic account. It's an, a historic occurrence often that during times of calamity, during great times of war, during great weather upheavals that these UFOs, if you will, are documented. Even if we think about um, before our present modern technology, even if we think about uh, um, the great painter, uh, what's his name? Is it Da Vinci, the great painter? Yeah, um, Leonardo Da Vinci. Yeah, Leonardo da Vinci, who, if you study and pay attention to some of his classics, um, depicts what clearly suggests UFOs and ancient alien intervention um, in in society. And again, particularly during times of of calamity, uh, wars, uh, great earth upheaval. So I absolutely think that there is something to that. I absolutely think that that's more than just, I mean, it's a conspiracy theory still. We often try to give just the phraseology conspiracy theory, um, sort of a, it must, it can't really be real or um, it's something exaggerated, but, but there is real conspiracy theories that should be looked at and that should be examined. And then there are those conspiracy theories um, that, don't really make any sense at all and find their way into pop culture and now um, present social media and internet culture. Um, And yes, we should also look at at those too and and examine them as well, but be able to discern truth and and identify things for for what they really are. Um, What exactly, Wapani, did you see in the sky last night? Well, I saw Venus off to the west, southwest, and then I saw the moon. And to the northeast of the moon, there was a string of about anywhere from five to eight bright lights in a row spaced apart, and they were moving quickly across the sky towards the northeast. Like, if we weren't standing out there to see it, we would have missed it because it only took like 15 seconds at best. And that's being very liberal for them to make it across that sky. And then they were gone. And I have not heard any reports um, like outside our region. So I don't know if that's even just a a regional thing uh, specific to uh, the central time zone uh, to be more specific. Something that may have come out of, up out of the Gulf um, 
going north or, or came out of Canada, you know, coming south just to our particular um, region. Um, so far, I haven't received reports that anyone else saw or noticed anything particularly um, unique last night in the sky. And indeed, if anyone of our callers um, did see something or has something that they want to share, um, please call us now at 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143, and push the number one on your telephone keypad. I'll be more than happy to unmute your mic. Uh, Jennifer Anderson, come on now. Call me back, beloved. I was just briefly muted. You can call me back, and I'll unmute your mic. And those who are with me now who are sitting and listening, as Keona and I both always join in by asking questions um, and, and being a part of the contribution to the show. Um, you know, Wapani, I don't know if you remember me telling you this. The first time I had alien contact, I was in California. I'm going to say this was 1991, probably 90, probably 90 going into 91 or the very first part of, of the year of 91. Um, and I remember laying on my bed. I had just recently purchased this beautiful amethyst, a polished amethyst double terminated quartz crystal. Um, it, it was polished and cut, so, so it had more than six sides around, um, but it was also tapered. So one end was uh, a little larger, almost like a, 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 a sphere, uh, or a scepter, I should say, a scepter quartz would be inside uh, a wand. So one end was, was large and the other end was smaller. And I somehow dropped it, lost, lost hold of it, dropped it cleanly and evenly right down the middle. Uh, and I gave the smaller piece to a friend and I kept the larger piece for myself. And so I'm lying down. At home, well, I wasn't at home. I was um, where I was residing at the time. And I'm lying down, and I'm in sort of that half-sleep, half-woke state of consciousness. And I remember hearing this background noise, this conversation, but it wasn't English. It, it wasn't in any earth language that I could identify. And somehow I knew intuitively that what I was hearing was not earth. Um, it was indeed some language, but it wasn't anything earthing. Um, it wasn't mechanical. It wasn't electronic. Um, but it was definitely something otherworldly. And the more I focused in on it, the more I then visual of, of where I was and what was going on. I, I sort of woke up and I'm in this boardroom-like scenario. And there's this round, egg-shaped table. And these beings otherworldly beings, aliens, whatever you want to call it, were sitting around this table, and I'm at the far end of this, of this table, and now somehow, also intuitively, almost in like some sort of telepathic uh, alien technology that now allowed me to not only hear and see clearly the interaction, but what was being said was now being interpreted in English so that I clearly understood what was happening. And the minute I was aware that it was indeed some alien, out-of-body, fourth-dimensional, fifth-dimensional, you know, experience, uh, fear took over. 
anxiety took over my entire body. Um, and I had a, a experience that many of you are very familiar with, feeling of falling, uh, of just suddenly dropping, the bottom dropping out and falling back into my body, uh, back into my flesh, back on earth. And I've never had that experience again. I also sort of came out of it again with the intuitive awareness that there was something about me being conscious in that moment that they feared. And I've, I've since always believed that it's a connection to the quartz crystal. And, and those of us who are, are melanated and are activating this quartz crystal technology are bring it into your meditation or bring it into your, your spirit practice or bring it into your, your ritual work or bring it into your environment. Um, and, it's, and it's giving us a, a degree of power and energy and access that we otherwise wouldn't have. Even as a small child, I was drawn to, attracted to marble, um, marble and, and granite and, and various forms of, of mineral. And even in its most earthy, you know, organic backyard uh, manifestations. And many of you have heard me say before that I grew up in the Smithsonian Institute. Uh, in Washington, D.C. That was my playground. Every museum I I had free access in and out of. Um, And so I I spent a lot of time seeing geology, seeing earth change, learning about earth science. Um, So I've always been sort of connected to them. So the presence of marble and and polished granite uh, in government buildings, in banks, in, in old structures always stood out to me it's not just somehow uh, decorative or part of the uh, archaeology. I mean, not the archaeology, the architect design uh, of a particular place, but I always saw it as some way of capturing, if not harnessing some degree of power. You know, growing up, walking distance to uh, the Washington Monument, the U.S. Capitol, um, the Library of Congress, uh, but also the, the statuary and and monuments and museum complexes associated with it, um, they all are made of this material. And this material mimics ancient Egypt. This material and this building structure and this uh, mass and this geometry mimics uh, ancient Babylon and, and, and mimics ancient Rome and, and mimics some of the greatest um, archaeological, ancient historical, archaeological, geographical locations on the planet. And so we know that they built in sacred locations. We know that they built over um, vortexes, vortex or energy centers that they believe um, existed and could be drawn from and could be tapped in some kind of way. And we know that modern culture, modern society has also attempted to strive to also draw from that knowledge, that power, uh, and that energy. So it's not hard for me to believe and, and to conceive that we are indeed seeing things and experiencing things and tapping into forces and powers and energies and even truths, truths that otherwise have not been available to us in, in previous times. I'm Eric Coso One. I'm opening up your Eric Code next. Give me a moment. I'm going to say one more thing. Uh, I also look at the speed and timing 
in terms of what science says is, you know, Neanderthal man, archaic man, uh, versus modern man and, and our technology and our growth in technology, particularly in the last 400 years, 200 years, and indeed, is it our exposure to these materials, these minerals, these stones, these rocks, even if it was first through technology, um, is it now also opening up some, some channels in us that didn't exist in humanity previously that are also allowing us these experiences? Area code 601, I believe you're calling from Mississippi. Who's calling and where yes, you're calling Yes, sir. Um, this is Jennifer Anderson. How are you doing? All are blessings, beloved. Thank you so much for calling back. Yes, yes. I was just because I had a question the other day. It doesn't have anything to do with um, UFOs uh, or whatever, you know, you're talking about. It was a question about my ancestors. Um, I do talk to them, and I do try to use them in my spiritual path and, and ask them for guidance, but my path is different than theirs. They were all, you know, traditional Christians. And I didn't know if that would block them from communicating with me or, you you know, um, letting me ask them for guidance. I know they love me, but I don't know if they're, like, particularly okay okay with the way I practice my spirituality. Does that make sense? Um, it makes sense. Also, beloved, uh, and please forgive me, humbly, you're also leaking some truth about who you are, what you're doing, and how you're operating. So mm-hmm. I can tell just by your question, just by how you ask your questions and some of your commentary. Let me let me erase that. I don't have a particular system. Um, can you, I started can you see looking into FIFA, but I'm not initiated. Okay. Yes. Can you see me shaking my head on camera? That's what I meant when I said <laughs> you're leaking you're leaking truth that, that you didn't yeah. say directly. You're also leaking a truth that you never had any kind of mentorship. You never had godparents no. or, or anyone who could even walk you into how to go about accessing and communication with your ancestors. Um, also, you opened up with I communicate, I think is the word, or talk to my ancestors and yeah. Immediately the light went off. How do you do that? How do you know that it is indeed your ancestors that you're talking to uh, and who are indeed giving you the response? Now, I don't know if you've heard the last maybe week of shows because we've talked about it sort of off and on um, on more than one show. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. we want things, we ask for things, particularly when we're, particularly when it, we need an immediate need met. And there are other energies, other spirit forms, even disembodied life forms that exist in the spirit realm that then respond to your request, sometimes negatively, sometimes positively, sometimes in a way that's completely, you know, not even uh, uh, in in, in line with what you're looking for. So that Mm -hmm. has to be clarified. I also heard you say, I'm doing a different path or a different spiritual thing, and, and then I heard you say, well, there all Christians, you haven't done your ancestral work. 
There's no way all your ancestors are Christian. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, that's what I've I was my, thinking. I don't know the ones that weren't. I just can only, I've only gone back so right. far, like, to my great-grandparents, and that's as far as I've gotten. And that's a question that I would indeed, um, that's a question that I would indeed ask any client, any guy, child, any um, newcomer, is, well, who are your ancestors that you're communicating with? Who are the ancestors that you're talking to? And most people are going to say, oh, well, they don't know specifically. Or they're going to say, mm. you know, they've chosen a few particularly that they, you know, are connected to. Uh, but but right. that's why I say also that spiritual work is great. Spiritual work is the way we've done this in, in time immemorial. But having that DNA information is so powerful in connecting you to exactly who and what. But even with that, you know, even the magical book says, test the spirit. You know, no, is it of God? No, is it of the devil? No, is it of your ancestors? You know, and if it is of your ancestors, who? You know, you have a mother right. and a father. Even if you have no relationship with your mother and your father, you have a, a mother and a father who subsequently have a mother and a father. And so, therefore, you have two sets of grandparents, four sets of grandparents, great-grandparents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and so mm-hmm. when I look at my ancestry, uh, just from now going back to the most recent ending of, quote-unquote, antebellum slavery, um, 300, over 360 grandparents, at least, just, just on my mother's side of the family. So there's no way everybody was Christian. There's no way. There's no way everybody okay. believes in the same thing. There, there, there's no way. And so it's going to be just right. as diverse as humanity is, is itself. And that's why we do ancestor work and divination to clarify, even within the context of that, who and what we should even be pulling from. Um, I had a call the other day, someone who had most recently, and, and um Become the sea. I'm going to come to you momentarily, beloved. Um, I had a caller the other day who came to me and wanted to connect with uh, someone who had passed, I think that same day or the day before, from the coronavirus. And, of course, in a per-minute context, I don't have a whole lot, lot of time to teach and explain and to go into detail, especially in the psychic mm-hmm. world, and I'm happy to type it you know, at the same time. Um, so I didn't have time to really go into detail, but if I had that time uh, and she was listening to me now, just imagine passing over, being a bit in a state of shock, just like an infant comes into the world in a bit of a state of shock, hollering and screaming, don't know quite what the hell is going on, where am I, who are you, might not even be able to see clearly, and now you want to ask questions. You know, where did you come from? Who are you? You know, what do you bring? So not every dead is to be communicated with. Not everyone who's passed over is to be counted, quote, unquote, as an ancestor. Um, No more than we count everyone over 35 as as an elder um, in, in the living realm. So, again, that's the kind of thing that shows up in ancestral work and divination and people who have some kind of hands-on guided walk into 
tour into extraction into how to commune and and um, connect with your ancestors. I say this a lot, um, but I'm gonna say it again, beloved. Keep a journal. By all means, no matter okay. what you do right now, write down everything that you see, everything that you feel, everything that shows up in these dreams. And then, of course, you've got to connect it to your waking state. So, you know, your nature signs, your, your moon signs, um, you know, your waking vision. Uh, connect that. And then, of course, the things that you're actively involved in, you know, your career goals, your ac- expectations and Aspirations for life is really where we expect uh, the power of this connection with spirit to really show up in. You know, I'm in connection with my ancestors, right. but can it, yeah. you know, maintain my life, or pay my bills, or raise my kids, or, you know, et cetera. <laughs> There's a way that that power trickles down, funnels down, shows up again later on in other aspects um, of our lives. And sometimes you don't figure that out until you're 70. I'm amazed at the things that I hear my mom say now, you know, at 70 or in her 70s, that go back to her childhood and what her mother would have said or did not say or what her grandmother, you know, would have said or, or did not say and, and how she's just now gaining clarity of, of some of that uh, because it takes experience. It, it takes living life, seeing life from more than one perspective sometimes to really understand the fullness and the gravity of even our own magic, our own power. So, so keep doing that, beloved. Please stay with me. Okay, I will. Um, your mic will, will remain open. Just mute yourself so that we don't hear your background noise. And then if you have a question or okay. comment later on, just unmute yourself again and um, politely come on back in and we'll, and we'll help you. Um, okay, let's thank see. you so much. Thank you. Greetings, Mom. Thank you so much for being present and being with us. Greetings, Sterling Miller. Um, anyone else who I haven't acknowledged, uh, D.D. Heyman, thank you so much. I appreciate you for being a part. Um, become the sea ass, and I believe this is my uh, next question in the live chat. Am I familiar with the works of Scribe Ross Ben, Rock of Ages? It's a great book about indigenous uses of crystal and mineral nation. Um, I am familiar. Um, y'all should know by now when I, when I get quiet, I'm trying to be diplomatic. Um, I'm trying to find my words. Um, I've been studying, as I just shared, crystal, mineral, and stone since I was four, four or five years old. Um, and I was born in 1966. So there aren't a great deal of, book authors. Um, now, modern, that might be different. Um, if, if the writer is new, if the author is new, if the prophet is, is brand new, um, never written before, you know, I, I might be just completely unfamiliar, unaware. Um, but a lot of people I'm well aware of, well-read, well-versed in, um, man, there's just so many deeper levels of of understanding of this knowledge that I can and introduce you to um, in terms of, of book study. I also want to, if you don't mind, um, becoming a seed. I want to connect your question to a question that was, well, it wasn't a question, but a, a statement that who will call occultism sort of um, interjected yesterday about studying from people who look like him, only learning from people who, who look like him. 
Um, and there are also, uh, well, first, when we look at time, um, when you go back to the 20s, the late 1800s, you know, the early 1900s, the, the early 20th century, um, ain't a whole lot of black book authors in, in many of these areas of concentration that we are so aggressively uh, pursuing today. And then I mentioned yesterday that I'm finding also a pattern of plagiarism and regurgitation and copy and paste with a lot of the popularized um, book authors in our community that are coming out right now who are really just latching on to social media, um, the, the culture of like and follow, the culture of popularity, the, the culture of numbers. Uh, for example, um, I, I have a Facebook page. I managed to get 50,000 followers in that Facebook page. Even though I've never written anything before, I've never done anything uh, at the grassroots level uh, before. But now I realize I got ears listening and eyes watching. So now let me figure out what I can sell to you, what I can offer to you. And so now it's the candle, it's, it's the uh, it's the personalized tarot deck card, it's the uh, you know the next great book. Uh, and, and often these things are thrown together in three months, six months, nine months, et cetera. Um, and it's a copy and paste. It's a plagiarization of information and energy that's already out there. Um, you know, if you ever see another book with, you know, Monday is Legba and, and Saturday is Oshun, you know you're seeing a copy and paste. Uh, a re-plagiaration, if that's a real word, <laughs> a re-plagiaration of a myth that's already been told time immemorial a hundred times again that I've already clarified for you. Um, it's not real. It's not, it's not based on real spirit practice in the tradition. We see the same thing with herbs. We see the same thing with recipes. How many real recipe books are there that are written at any given point in time in history that are absolutely new, that are absolutely real, that are absolutely authentic, that are absolutely organic, uh, that are absolutely original. Um, I love old sitcom TV. Remember the Jeffersons and Mother Jefferson just knew she had the book and she had her grandma's old recipes and then Mother Jefferson uh, came in and said, oh no, those are my grandma's old recipes, you know, and then we find out it's just a regurgitation, it's just a copy and paste, it's just a, 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 a repeat of um, what has already been done before, but it's painted anew for the new audience who's never heard this before, never seen this before. It, it, it's always shocking and, and new to the new audience. Religion is always shocking and new and, and just intoxicating to the new uh, adherent. I, I've seen it in Christianity. I've seen it in Islam. I've seen it in Voodoo. I've seen it in Orisha. Everybody's high. It's the honeymoon period. Everybody pie when they discover knowledge, when they discover education, when they discover religion, when, when they discover spirit. Now, beloved Kiona, um, you don't have to apologize. Just come on in. Come on in, beloved. Come on in. I welcome you all. Greetings, Rebecca. I appreciate you for joining us, bringing your questions, comments, and requests. We certainly appreciate you for being a part of our, our audience today and being an active participant in the live chat. Uh, area code 
well, I'm not going to start calling out people's area codes who don't have their hands raised. Though I could, but I'm not. But if you're with me and you have a question or comment or request, remember, you must press the number one so that I can unmute your mic and I will be uh, more than happy to bring you into the conversation or answer and respond to your question, comment, or request. We certainly do uh, appreciate you. Um, I don't know where Hoodoo Occultism is, unless I'm just not seeing him. You know, he works at the the very hour that we're live on air. But, Keon, if you have something to say, please um, call us right now with your uh, comments or your clarification or whatever it might be. Help me to keep this show uh, rolling. Area code 612, greetings and salutations. Welcome, 612. Your mic is Hi. Now Who's calling? Hi, it's calling Sterling. Yes, Hi, my Sterling. name is Sterling. I'm calling from um, New Orleans, but I have a Minneapolis oh. area code. But... Oh, okay. Greetings, beloved. Greetings. Thank you for calling in. Um, I was um, wondering... So, like, I've been I've been setting up my altar, my ancestor altar, for a while now, and um, I don't know if you're for this or whatever, but um, I took some LSD the other night, and um, it was a very profound experience, and I I was seeing um, some deities come through. I saw. I saw my mom, um, her spirit, she was laying on my bed, but I also um, kept on running into Ganesh. Um, And I don't know if it was just um, the drugs or if it was like an actual spiritual experience, Um, but yeah. Okay, I'll be Um, glad to respond to that. Now... Listen, I don't know how long you've been listening to me, Sterling. I'm a bit of a truth teller. I have, I, I have to tell it like it is. I, I have no other wiring. Now, just like previous callers or many shows, you also are leaking your truth. You're leaking your truth. I'm listening to what you're saying, but I'm also listening to what you're not saying. I'm listening to the very details of what you're saying. So, again, I hear some young people experimenting around with some things that they don't have real clarity about, that they don't have any real training about. Um, I keep hearing, to answer your, your question, but also many others that come through every day about setting up shrines and altars. I'm setting up a shrine and an altar. I'm setting up a shrine and an altar. And, and I always ask the same group of questions. Under what system? Under what guidance? With what instruction? From whom? So that you are clear that you aren't just working in chaos magic, that you aren't just, you know, just the very nature of you being God and flesh, goddess and flesh. We all have the access in and out of magic, everybody, no matter how positive, no matter how negative, no matter how good, no matter how evil. If you are human, you have that inner session to both spirit and physical domain. But when we choose to walk into these areas without instruction, without proper training, it's very dangerous, beloved. 
I cannot support, and I've talked about this on other shows, ayahuasca, peyote. I don't even support young people, people under 25, using marijuana on a regular basis, and particularly if they think they're doing so to gain some spiritual growth, some spiritual knowledge, some spiritual experience. Um, Because, one, your wiring ain't there yet. Your frontal cortex is not even quite developed, particularly as a male, until you're at least 25. And if we believe the magical book, and if we believe ancient cultures, 33, 35, it's it's when your, your consciousness and your brain and your wiring is fully developed. You also introduced Ganesh or a specific deity that we would connect to a specific path. And so how long have you been practicing Hinduism? I've never practiced um, Hinduism, ever. You didn't have I was being shady. I was being facetious. Okay. Oh. I, I, I knew. I knew. I knew because had you have been a adherent of Ganesh or an adherent of, of Hinduism, your approach to that whole experience would have been completely different. Your, your understanding of the symbolism that you would have absorbed have been would have been uh, you know entirely different. So, beloved, I would say you're you're treading on dangerous water, meaning setting up shrine without guidance and instruction, meaning experimenting with LSD, but also experimenting with LSD affecting sort of a spiritual experience. Now, now more on the positive end, I will say that what you could have thought was a ancestral memory. You could have experienced a past life regression, but you can't be clear because you had no guidepost going in. It's almost like leaving Dorothy leaving breadcrumbs. You know, it's almost like being in the forest and, and leaving a trail to follow back out of the trance, back out of the spiritual uh, 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 altered state of, of awareness. And so you left no breadcrumbs because you didn't know to leave in it. And you don't know what kind to leave, you know, experimenting um, with this without any real help. Uh, the last time I heard LSD used uh, in, that, in that format, it was used uh, in, in universities, psychiatrists, psychologists, um, experiments, research projects. And again, you're talking about a guided experience. We can't read that or learn of that or, or, or gain awareness of that and then sort of attempt it on our own. Beloved, that's very dangerous. What, what you're doing yeah. is very dangerous. And you and you risk also allowing in other things that can mask as Ganesh, that can mask as signs and symbols that might otherwise present themselves as faith to you, um, only to find out later on that it was really a gem. Or, or demon, mm-hmm. and when it only begins to show up as a symptomatic uh, challenge somewhere else in, in your existence. So please, beloved, I don't. You didn't tell me your birth date. I don't need to know. Uh, I assumed your age based on my my intuition. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. Read a great mm-hmm. deal more books. 
uh, go back and read those books from the from the 1970s uh, and the 60s about LSD experiments. Um, you know about uh, research around you know drug experiments. I, I feel a whole lot better about it um, to know that you were doing that. Um, and by all means, familiar, familiarize yourself with um, Ganesh and his Hindu religion and tradition. Um, there's absolutely deeper messages there, but it will be hard to decipher now, considering, again, right. you, you went in under, under the, you know, not the best conditions. Absolutely documented right. in your journey and, and recount as much detail about the experience right now in your journal as much as possible um, to look for not just sort of the shady things that I suggested could show up, but any positive um, effects that indeed it might have, make sure it's documented. Make sure you write it down. Make sure you have some point of reference uh, moving forward into the next three months, six months, Um, nine. I've had an altar set up for about four months now. So, like, I I just, I've been, you know, I kind of, I haven't read the whole book, but I read, like, key chapters that were, like, resonating with me. Um, Louise Letitia's um, Jambalaya. Um, and do you feel like you need to be initiated or... Um, have like she a parent in order to safely um, say set up an altar. She tells you that in the book. She mentions that in the book. It, it's a part of her mm-hmm. experience. It's a part of her introduction going into the subject matter of what's in the book. Right. Um, it, it's okay. beloved. Listen, it's not you. It's not a judgment. It's not a criticism. It's in the air. And, and give me give me a moment. Area code three one eight three two three four zero four. Please be patient. I'll be with you. Just give me like two minutes to to respond to this because this is important. I'm not judging you, beloved. I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying you know. It's specific to you. It's specific to the weather. It's specific to the generation, not just the quote unquote millennial generation but the time and generation in which we live in right now. The access to technology, the access to, to social media, what we see on television. So it makes it alluring. It makes it tempting. It makes it look safe. It makes it look free and available to everyone. It, 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 it suggests, even when they don't say it outright, that everyone should sort of try this, should sort of experiment with this to sort of look into this. And there's a relative truth to that, but then there's an absolute truth that no one explores something, builds a connection to something truly without developing relationship. Relationship. So, so yeah, you've got to get a mentor. You've got to get a guide. You've got to get godparents. You've got to get serious if you're really going to play around with altars and shrines and magic and rituals and ancestors and the like. I'm going to leave your mic open, beloved, but I'll be right back to you. So please mute yourself momentarily so that we don't hear your background noise. And then you can unmute yourself again um, in, in a moment and I'll entertain more questions and more comments from you. But I have other hands raised and I don't want anybody to get impatient. 
and hang up on me before I can answer their questions. Um, Eric code 318. 318. Who's calling and where are you calling from? Is that Houston? Yeah, yeah. This is who you call to. Greetings, beloved. Thank you so much for being with us and being a very important participant and contributor to the show. How is everything where you are? Beaumont. Beaumont, How are things where you yeah, are? Yeah, I'm in yeah, I'm in Beaumont right now. How are things where you are? Oh, it's pouring down raining right now. So uh, if you hear the background now, it's just, it's just the rain and the thunder. No, how, how are things where you are is something that I would ask, generally speaking, normally every day, <laughs> and particularly right now oh. um, with the coronavirus going around. Um, very limited resources. Uh, you got to get to the store early. Um, no, no paper towels, hardly any tissue, no alcohol, cleaning supplies are wiped out. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's a mess. Did you have any questions or comments for me today? Yeah, I, I, well, I wanted to pick back up yesterday and um, clarify what I was saying, you know, to Kiona or whatever. Please, go ahead. Now, um, now if you hear, again, if you hear, hear the rain, it, it, it's, it's raining hard. But um, I was saying that um, Kiona said we need to heal. And what I'm saying is, okay, I understand that people need to heal, but right now I'm focusing on healing my people, right? And you also said that, hey, if it wasn't for these people that's outside of our community as black people, you you know, you wouldn't have any money or you'd lack resources, right? But that's a contributing factor of what's going on today with uh, oppression of our people. It's, like I said, it's 76 billion of us on this planet. Um, why don't you get money from our people? Well, is a reason why you don't get money from our people because systematic uh, um, oppression of our people. It, it be, don't make no careful. sense. That we... Be careful. Okay. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, be, I'm listening to every word you say right now. Be careful. Okay. Be careful. Now, hey, I, look, I'm here for you. I have to speak the truth. If you go If black folks are buying $300 gym shoes, got, 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 got $40,000 cars, but ain't got no savings account for their child's college future, ain't got no paid health insurance. Don't say it's all the system now. Don't, don't say it's all white supremacy. You know your hair, your hair is dead, your nails is dead. You 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 on point. You know you got cable TV. Don't don't say it's the system. You said yourself. Look at the Hispanic community, who who might have ten family members in one house. They're not mm-hmm. buying no three hundred dollar gym shoes. Everybody in the household ain't got no forty thousand dollar car. They ain't got no cable, you know. 
and, and they're managing to to make their goals. So so we so be careful. I'm not saying that what you're oh, saying oh. is quote unquote wrong. Understand there's what's called relative truth, and then there's absolute truth. Relative truths mm-hmm. are only true within a fit scenario. Within a fit okay. scenario, you might say it's okay to steal, you know, a, a chicken if your kids ain't ate in a week. You might say it's okay in that moment. That's relative. But then there's absolute mm-hmm. truth that don't break down uh, under any condition, uh, under any scenario. So, so if I accept what you just said, how do you explain that most of our, if not your grandparents, because I might be a little bit older than you, then maybe your great-grandparents and your great-grandparents and even your great-great-grandparents under the most oppressive conditions, most of them had their own land, had their own house, had something that they could leave down to the next generation, even if it didn't make its way down to you. So, so we can't say that it's the system entirely. We can't say that it's white supremacy entirely. That don't have anything to do with, with the end of the day, how you count your money, how you play your bills, how you place your sense of value. Now, there are things that indicate that that are a product of white supremacy. Um, mental health, a lack of food security, lack of nutrition, lack of resources and availability. But that's relative, once again, to where you live. That That's relative to what you understand about what's even available to you. So that's what I meant yesterday, and I'm sure Keona going to jump in here eventually at some point. Um, that's what I meant yesterday when I said, hold up on that whole black power bus. I'm as, I probably oh, oh. as, as I, hold on, I'm probably as black okay. power as they come. Remember, I'm a product of the 60s. I'm a product, I, I grew up in the, in the 60s and the 70s. So I can't find very many people who consider themselves black nationalists or black power or black conscious who are even on my level, who are even on my level, who, who, who've gotten rid of the white supremacy in themselves, who've gotten rid of connection to the white supremacy in their own life. You know, I don't, I don't own gym shoes. I just bought my first pair of gym shoes to do the 1811 slave reenactment. Okay, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy designer labels. I don't, I don't own a car. Never have. Never owned a car. So I'm, I'm hot. I'm sensitive. You know, and, and listen, it's okay to disagree with me. I'm not, I'm not saying you got to agree with me, but that's a slippery slope with me when you start talking about white supremacy. And what the problem white supremacy has done versus what white supremacy is doing in us and around us and to us right now in this present moment, when there are too many examples around us of people who are finding their freedom, just like emancipation papers. Oh, okay. Um, now, I, I now I agree with you because you. You're looking at it in a standpoint um, of 
yeah, we can still do better in the circumstances we are in now, right? Like anyone can do better in the circumstances they are now. Okay, but what I'm saying is, is that look at, for instance, when we did have uh, our own um, money, or making our own money, making, you know, having our own business and stuff like that. Look at the places like Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they come in and bomb the place for no reason, like no reason at all. For instance, uh, another thing, the um, the steel. Okay, hold, 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 can I, let, let me respond. Can I respond just to that one point? Okay, yes. so they did the same thing to the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Came around, rounded them up, put them in concentration camps right here in America. Right here in America, and not the, you know, where you couldn't really be poor and Asian and just hanging out in America at that time anyway. But we're talking about the the store owners, the bankers, the property owners. So uh, I'm not saying that they, again, live under the same. They lived under racial oppression, but not the same racial oppression as ours. But I'm saying in terms Mm -hmm. of, yes. Communities have been destroyed over racism, but not just black communities. Mm-hmm. And those communities get up and and rise again. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I, I understand that. I I understand what you what you mean, but at the same time, China have Asia, who have our back right now. China have uh, um, um, NATO on their side, right? Who has our back right now? It, it, in America right now, we're the only people that have our back, and that's what I'm saying is I'm not turning the eye to saying, hey, I'm just going to be, a, um, 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 I'm just going to be, you know, naive and, and, and don't care about no one else. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is most of the healing needs to take uh, be taking place in our community. No, don't mean you can't be taught from another person. Doesn't mean you can't teach another person. But what I'm saying is, it's a outstanding uh, um, brainwashing going on from the things that you just said. For instance, buying sneakers instead of buying an insurance policy, right? Uh, 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 buying a car that you uh, that you can't afford and you can barely pay your house, right? So what I'm saying is, it needs to be a some people that have our people back, and what 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 have been most effective for our people is um, spirituality. What are you doing right now? Like I told you yesterday, you 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 don't understand. You where well, you do understand. You you may not look at your impact as impactful as I do. Like I'm, for instance, what you teaching now? What you teaching? Uh uh uh, for many years before I came onto the show. Man, that has taught so many people. You're restoring the minds of people, of our people, you know, not just everyone else, our people. And that's what I'm focused on. I'm not saying be be prejudiced to anyone else because we can't truly be racist. Uh, Prejudice is more of a, uh, the definition for for us. I'm not being, I'm not being prejudiced. But what I'm saying is most of the healing needs to be taking place in our community. Okay, let me let me let me let me interject. Um let me use different language. 
I don't think you're being prejudiced. I think you're being blind. I think you're in denial. I think you're so fueled up by white supremacy and racism that you you can't see clearly. That you've ingested the white supremacy and the racism pill till that's all that you can see. And so now your very response, your very reaction is not to empowerment of your people. It's to sort of this fear, this threat, this, this battle with, with white supremacy. At some point, you've got to put down the battle with, with the monster and address the very thing that you just said that, that you're most concerned of. So, so to use my, you know, my therapeutic language, my Iana Van Zant words, what I'm hearing you saying is two things that contradict themselves. On the one hand, I hear you saying all I'm concerned about is our healing, our repair, mm-hmm. our fix. Mm-hmm. But then you want to limit the hands in which that comes through. You want to limit the, the, the resources in which that passes through to get to us. And, and if I'm going to be selfish, whether it be for myself or my people, I want what I need no matter who it's coming from. No matter what hands it passes through, no matter how I have to get it. And that's the demonstration that we see often from other ethnic groups when we think of these, these, uh, these podcasts that, that are just about race and racism. And we say, oh, well, the Hispanics are doing and the Asians are doing as if they don't have division, as if they don't have aspects of their family that are also in conflict with modernization, westernization, uh, uh, the white man, if you will. But because it's such a taint in the black community, sometimes I, I feel that's all we see. Um, you heard me talk about the more global pan-African, pan-African worldview. Well, I don't, I don't find that among that many African Americans because we can only see through white supremacy as we have experienced it, as we can relate to it from this purely U.S.-based contextual context. So even when people come in from other countries, from other ethnic groups, even other black and brown uh, people from around the world, they don't understand us in that relation. They don't understand how we're operating. Yet we constantly use them as a reference to how well they get along how well they can unify. Well, they're not blinded by white supremacy. They're not blinded by, by racism. They're not blinded by, by prejudice. Um, right now they say the Chinese are experiencing heightened levels of prejudice uh, behind this, this virus. Uh, but how often do you see them protest? How often do you see them carry a sign? You know, no, they better protect, they better prepare. That they build their own neighborhood, they build their own gated community. You know, they they don't have time to focus on just the problem when there's more uh, energy that can be invested in the fix. In the fix. So uh, another way of looking at what you said in relation to me, um, what you said sounds great. Okay, so people are gaining something from me, but. It's of no value to me if I don't know it, if I can't see it, if it's not being demonstrated, if it's not showing up in people's behavior, and, and if it's certainly not showing up 
as some kind of residual back to me, then what good is that for me? Think about our people who created tax, created events, created products, and, and all that glory and all that revenue and all that money was given over to the master or, or to the system or, or to other people. You know, they didn't get any benefit from that. Oh, yeah, we hailed them now as, as, as great ancestors. But what did Harriet Tubman get? What, what did Sir Jonah Truth get? You know, so we until we change that, if, if I want to look at the stereotype that other people take care of their people better, they, they take care of their living people, not the dead and the dead ancestors and those that came before, which is how we do it. Everybody shows up at the funeral. Everybody shows up at the repast. Ain't seen you in 20 years, but you at the repast, you at the funeral. You know, we hail Marcus Garvey today. Who hailed Marcus Garvey while he was alive? We hail Marcus Malcolm X today. Who hailed Malcolm X while he was alive? And so until we change that dynamic, give me my flowers while I'm alive. Attend to my needs Show me care while I'm living Don't pour expensive libations On my tomb Don't pour $500 champagne On my grave And call it ancestral Worship and divination 100 years from now, 200 years from now After I struggled Struggled in this life To to bring this message forward So until we As a people that's why I call that getting selfish, not toxic, self-care, self-preparation, self-awareness, until we can get more aware about the white supremacy that is in us, the the prejudice that is in us, the racism that is in us, then it's, it's going to be almost impossible for us to address it out, out in the greater world. We, we have no sense of self-unified identity. We have a very limited sense of, of individualistic in, um, identity. Many of us as individuals of, of a multitude of diversity are struggling to find ourselves in the context of this world that you and I might agree that white supremacy builds, that, that racism builds. Um, give me a moment, beloved. I'm going to answer 404. Georgia, Erico 404, and your mic is open. Turn down your YouTube for me a little bit. 404, your mic is open. Come on in. Georgia, Erico 404, your mic is open. 404, we got dead air here. Come on, beloved. Hello. Did you have a question or a comment? I need you to turn down your YouTube. It's a delay. Okay. I turned down my YouTube. Okay. Yes. How can, can we help? Who's yes. Who's calling? Where are you calling from? Who's calling, beloved, and where are you calling from? You may be listening on a delay. That's why I asked you to turn down your YouTube. All right. I'm going to move forward. Area code 323. I think that might be. Keona, Erico 323, greetings, beloved. 
Your mic is open. Greetings all. Yeah. I need to come on in this house. I need to come on in this room. I'm going to have time to play because this topic come is on. good, and I appreciate this. Okay, so yesterday there was a comment made, and it says, um, you can't teach me nothing if you don't have more than me. And that's where I feel like we failed as a people because we look at material, and then we get money, and then we go make the, the European fashion designer more wealthier than what they were. And then we stand there on our social media platforms with our fashion designers on that we've made that we've that we've made the Europeans more rich with and say we've made it because we're able to stand here in a thousand dollar shoes. Even mm-hmm. myself included, I've gone to spiritualists that weren't authentic, spent thousands of dollars, but then when I get amongst uh authentic spiritualists and I'm like, Well what can you offer me? What can you give to me for free? Because I've been mm-hmm. seduced and reduced. And mm-hmm. When I went to the spiritualist who did help me, you look like me, but there were some that didn't. There were some that didn't even speak the same language as me, but they were able to put Florida water in my hand. They were able to give me words of encouragement. They were able to give me crystals. They were able to to bless me and help me to understand what I was dealing with. So this ATR is nothing new to the world. This is not front page news for the world. Spirituality in the black community has never been an issue because we can shout the church down. We can go to church on a Sunday and be there until the sun go down. That's never been an issue. The issue is is that we have to come together as a people. And if somebody can help us that don't look like us, we can't turn a blind eye and say, or blind or deaf ears, oh, well, you can't help me because you don't look like me. You can't help me because, you, you, well, no, open up and have exposure. Come outside of your yard. There's a whole world out here. Because the very person who can help you may not look like you. The difference is the other ethnic group then takes the resource back home, back to the community, back to their family. We, we see foreign and foreign nationals come here from all over the world, get their education, get their great degrees, gather resources, and send it back to Haiti, send it back to Jamaica, send it back to Nigeria. And it is said almost universally all over the world that everyone does that except African Americans. So in that perspective, I agree with Hoodoo occultism that we must look at um, racism. We must look at white supremacy in order to diagnose our own mental health, to diagnose our own imbalance, to, to, to diagnose our own inability to function in a, in a very human way. It's not a black way to look out for yourself. It's a human condition to look out for yourself. It's a human condition to protect your family, to protect your community, to protect the other members of your, your community, not just a black condition. So we, we've got to look at how we think, how we are processing things, <laughs> how we're allowing things to sort of pass through, through this knocking here, you know, in, in terms of digesting of the information uh, that we receive every day. 
me and, and my mom and Wapani talk almost every day, um, and particularly in the last few days, about um, just the, the wealth of, of information, but also propaganda. Um, and I want to quickly talk about a fake news. Fake news itself is a fashionable, trending word and word usage that, unfortunately, your president created. <laughs> so now everybody's shouting fake news, fake news. It's all fake news now. So much so that any news is fake news. If it doesn't come from the community, if it doesn't come from grassroots, if it doesn't come from, you know, what your auntie said or what the guy on the corner said, then then it must be fake news. And the and the voodoo, the black magic, the witchcraft that I see him working on the world is that he is a part of what the magical book talked about. Um, the head will become the the tail, and the tail will become the head, and and the mothers will be against the will be against the daughters, and the fathers against the sons, and and basically that everything would reverse. Truth will become the lie, and the lie will be will become the truth. It's all a part of that shift in in global awareness, but also global consciousness. Uh, coming into the understanding that, wait a minute, I am God. I am goddess. I am connected to the the creative mind. The the internet made us that easier for us to, to grasp. By the way, um, that I can influence something more than just myself. But then people are setting out to influence just based on the information that they have or the information that they believe that they have based on what they see and, and can comprehend around them. Um, Erico 44, you, you dropped me. Um, beloved, I just needed you to turn down your, your YouTube so that you could uh, eliminate the buffering between me saying hello and you hearing it. But I, I welcome you to come back in and, and be a part of the, uh, the conversation. Um, I'm having a little bit problem with my chat, Kiana. So let me refresh my page here. Nothing in StreamYard is um, connecting right now in the chat. I assume everything on Blog Talk Radio as well. Everyone's mic is still open. Um, 314-612-323. Um, you all are always welcome to comment at your leisure, um, particularly when I'm trying to figure things out and I'm not talking. <laughs> I need y'all to yeah, say something. I was, I was so engrossed in what you were, were telling the young man that um, I really didn't have anything to interject. <laughs> That's okay, boo. I think I got my chat back. It looks like um, my stream yard is, is back on. And me personally, I don't care about the color of your skin. If somebody is in need, help them. Help them. If they're white, black, brown, green, help them. Because through this life, nobody's going to get it here alone. Nobody's going to get it here by simply going off after their own community. Many have entertained angels. We have to be people. Now, see, that is something I have wanted to chime in on, but I didn't know the beginning of that conversation that started yesterday, so I didn't want to not have the right foundation for what I wanted to say. But it still applies in this situation. 
everything is energy. What energy you put out, that's the energy you're going to get back. So at the end of the day, if you see someone and you can help them, help them. That comes back to you. That spreads that vibration to them. They may take that vibration and pass it on to the next one. That's how you have a world movement. Change your vibration. It will change the vibration of the people around you. And I would like to agree also take that to another level. And, and that is in that often when people want to be racial, they don't even know what race is. They also don't know what race is. And so we're looking at black, white, yellow, brown, red, whatever. You're looking at the most superficial aspect of who a person is, and that still don't tell you what their race is. That still doesn't tell you what their ethnicity is, just just based on that. Um, I had someone just call in, and and you stuck with me for five seconds, and then you dropped. I mean, come on now. I mean, you didn't even give me a chance to answer the call, okay? My goodness. My goodness. And some of you are hearing a delay between what's happening on Blog Talk Radio, what's happening in YouTube Live, and, and you have to also allow for that. But, yeah, I, I think sometimes, too, when we talk about race, especially now in this age of DNA, some of you think you're black and you're not. Some of you think you're white and you're not. And you have no real idea what you are because you ain't did no real scientific study into it. You, you can't trust what the shade looks like. Have you ever seen Tony Bell? I mean, come on now. Tony is, is, is whiter than some white people that we know. And she's black as they come. Okay. We we even have a very superficial uh uh context, uh scope of view when we start reducing things down just to race. It, it it's so much deeper than that. I like to reference uh Ina Frontnik quite a bit, who was the uh Ukrainian woman who came here and slept on black folks' couches while she did the paperwork and the research to prove the very existence of Marie Laveau. Uh, we would not have documented proof of Marie Laveau until this time zone, this time period, by the way, until the 20th century, 21st century, um, did we not have real documented proof of who Marie Laveau was. Or, or that she had actually existed. Uh, she was just a legend up until that point. So we've got to get beyond the superficial implications of what race means and says to us, particularly when um, it's often colored by, influenced by white supremacy itself, the very white supremacy that we fear or that we seek to be um, Putting an end with is still influencing the very conversation that we're having today um, about our very lives, about ourselves. Um, so can, can we even now have a conversation of spirituality and religion, of, of ancestry and, and ethnicity and, and, and lineage? Without, and is that a question of, of where we are? 
in our own walk, in our own spirit journey. Jermonica, we see you, beloved. Um, are you on the phone lines? Or are you asking in the chat? She's on the phone line. Okay, I. Okay, but her hand is not raised. So I mean, I'm gonna have to open every phone line and see if it's her. Erica eight three two. Who's calling and where are you calling from? Hello. Greetings, beloved Eric Code 832. Who's calling and where are you calling from? I believe this is me. Jarmonica. Yes, beloved. Eric Code 832, are you with us? Yes, it's me, Jarmonica. Yes, how may I assist you? I am so sorry for the delay. Okay, beloved, you apologized for the delay and then you held the phone and went quiet. What is your question or comment? She has her YouTube on, so she's getting confused. She's going to have to turn YouTube. She's going to pause YouTube. Please, y'all, y'all have to turn YouTube down when, when you call in, or or, or there's going to be this delay. Eight three two, are you with me? I am with you. What I've done is I have just paused uh, the live because I think I still will be able to hear you respond. If you still hear a delay, I just want to make sure that you can hear me speaking. What is your question or comment, beloved? Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to change uh, the topics a bit because I noticed that there was someone that uh, asked earlier in regards to trying to find I guess, their ancestral background. I have been deprogramming for about seven to eight uh, years. Uh, In that time of me deprogramming, it has been brought to my attention, and no, I have not been initiated, uh, that my practice is hoodoo. I have done a lot of studying, a lot of work, but I still am one of those people, like many are, where we just don't know where to start. I did grow up in a Christian background. Um, However, my journey has changed, and I have been practicing hoodoo for about two to three years now. Um, In regards to numerology is concerned. Hold on. Hold on. You're doing a whole lot of me at once. And some of what you're saying, I have to respond to you. You're not a hoodoo practitioner. Okay. You just said it yourself. You're not a hoodoo practitioner. You know nothing about hoodoo, except okay. for what maybe you okay. might have found online or read in a few books. You you haven't okay. been initiated. You okay. never had. You just said that. You leaked it. You didn't say it right out, but but you leaked it. You have had no training in hoodoo. So then when you no, go and I say, well, not. I've been practicing hoodoo for two years. You've been practicing hoodoo with a with a W H O. D-O-O for okay. two years because you don't know anything about hoodoo. Um, so so be willing to, to gain that knowledge. Be willing to open up to that. Um, if you had said, oh, yeah, but, but, but okay, well, I've had some training, then my next question was going to be by who? And, 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 and how old is your mama or your grandmama since mm-hmm. they last did a hoodoo ceremony in your presence? 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people in this can't answer that question. Now, now they would try to believe me, you know, lead me on the things that that possibility. But a lot of people in this room can't answer that question because most right. of our mamas and grandmamas ain't never practiced no hoodoo. And if they did, they didn't do it out in our presence. They didn't do it in front That's of us. Right. So it's hard for me, especially anyone who's 10 years younger than me, 20 years younger than me, mm-hmm. say I'm practicing hoodoo, and I'm just going to take that. I, I just yeah. can't. Whether it's in private, if you had to send me an email, or out loud here on this program. I have, mm-hmm. If I'm going to be righteous, I have to correct you. You might be practicing I, I witchcraft. That. You might be practicing witchcraft, but you're not practicing hoodoo. And, and, so and I really that, appreciate that. Yeah, so that, that clear distinction has to be made. Now, the second mm-hmm. part is you were introducing a new subject, and that was astrology or numerology? Numerology. And and, and and I just wanted to say um, I'm so glad that I was able to get on this live because I've actually been meaning to come to visit you in New Orleans because I do have questions. I've had questions for years. Um, so I'm very open. Uh, uh, even if I would have emailed you privately or openly, I want to know. Um, I'm one of those people where I, I, I am I am lost in some instances because I do want to know. Uh, so thank you so much for, for helping me out. In regards to the numerology is concerned, uh, I believe it was what two year, two, what, a year ago uh, when the last blood moon or eclipse happened. Um, I did do some uh, candle work and some magic, or you know, help me. I mean, I'm I'm open. I don't mind being corrected. That's that's why I'm here. <laughs> I, I promise you, that is why I'm here. Corrected yourself. I like the fact that you corrected yourself. Go ahead, beloved. Yes, yes sir. And um, um, I I said everything Listen, and I set my intentions well. And hold on. um, oh yes, sir. Don't call Don't call me sir. Don't call me Mister. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, beloved. Okay. So um, I was understanding things about numerology and the portals and about uh, how certain numbers line up and how the portal opens. Well, um, I just wanted to go visit a friend of mine who is in the music industry uh, for Grammy weekend but at that time it was it was not a planned it was just a let me just go at that time I didn't know about the dates and things of that nature wasn't looking at it and we ended up being a girl's trip we go down there um I was like well you know what I started getting emails from uh the studio email from um the price is right and the email yeah. was like, hey, would you like to be an audience member? I was like, sure. So I'm always the person that gets everything together, not knowing and paying attention to the numbers. So that was like one of our last days before we left uh, where we actually went to the show. We'll come to find out on that date. It was February the 11th, 2019. At that time, understanding and just reading how the portal was so open, it was 11-11. These numbers have just kept coming to me. Before I got down to California, 
before I caught the plane, I told my husband, I said, for some reason, I feel like I have to take a spiritual bath. I'm, I'm being told to cleanse myself. Make a long story short, um, I, I did end up getting on the prices right. From the numbers, I don't know how this happened. We went, we were just standing in line. But even from the numbers that they gave me, when you stand in line, everything was 11-11. It was 2-20. I have, I have my paperwork. I don't have it right now, but it all equals 11-11. I did end up winning, winning um, $11,000 on that day. Um, 10000 for, uh, I think, a game that I play because I like to go grocery shopping a lot. And then... Uh, the wheel spin, the first person spent 90, and the, the probability of getting, I was like, okay. I was the third person in line. The second person spent um, uh, 95, and then the, the, then I spent $1 uh, the first time, which was 11. I know I'm running out of time, but I'm just glad to speak to you because I just wanted to ask you, could you help me a little bit with this numerology thing? Because these numbers, when they follow me, they follow me hard. And that is a prime example of what has happened. Yeah, absolutely. If you uh, contact me off air, I'm send me an email. <laughs> uh, commit to some 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 le- level of study and, and, and instruction with me. Um, I'll teach you the divine math and divine numerology as I know it. Um, now, what you're describing, uh, quite honestly, is synchronicity. Um, particularly if you aren't really clear about what numbers mean or what any particular sequence of, of, of numerical equations might mean for you, um, you are at the least experiencing strong synchronicity. And, and that's when, of course, things line up, things uh, um, dots connect, which might not otherwise be there. Uh, we might think about, about the same thing at the same time. Or I might imagine an idea and someone else imagines a very similar idea. Um, That's a form of synchronicity. But we also see it in terms of numbers and then numbers showing up and repeating themselves, primarily to mark a time point in space. Almost if you can envision an old VCR tape or old movie cinema tape with an actual visual time stamp running concurrently or consecutively uh, in the process. So you're now seeing your 11s or your 3s or your 1s or particular combinations of numbers line up in, in unison, which, which, which is what's referred to as synchronicity. Um, and so they get you to pay close attention to a particular point in time space. Um, and, of course, patterns. And, and it reinforces my idea of keeping a journal, documenting um, all of our spirit activity and our dream activity and, of course, those synchronistic moments because in time you absolutely gain a a greater sense of awareness about what's being said, what's being offered, what it means. I'm going to take just a momentary intermission. I will be forward. in a brief moment, um, I really got to uh, hydrate, um, check some things out around the place. So I'll come back and let's say, let's see, let's see. I'll be forward. Uh, I'll be forward in three minutes, three minutes, 45 seconds. And then we will move forward into the archive 
If you're not on the phone lines at that point, it'll be too late for you to call in and have your voice heard. Uh, and then we'll continue the remaining portion of Revolutionary Voodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe. Ashe. Thank you so much. Dash of cayenne to the root Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Boil a gumbo Hot and steady Don't care if Freddy ready Gonna pray at that old cemetery Down on Claiborne where she's buried Build a fire on the bayou When a black cat scratched at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant the magic words, Kufaru A dash of cayenne to the rule Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Black top hat, black suit too, single rod that molds this through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof, gonna put on my green grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too, same old rod that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. Going free at this old cemetery, down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne. To the roof, gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Yeah, black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses through. I'm gonna get them balls out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my grease suit.
I don't think we're ever, quote, unquote, on the same page. Let me turn my water down. It's boring. Uh, I don't think we're ever on the same page entirely at any given point in, in time space because, as I say almost daily, we move in and out of reality. We move in and out of time space. You're never in the same moment in time as I am. Sometimes you're in the past. Sometimes you're in the future. So I, I, and that's why I incorporate quantum metaphysics as much as I can into the discussion, into this platform, because uh, I think in terms of trying to make sense of what is both reality, political, national, black, white, human, we're also navigating what is spiritual, what is moral, what is integrity, what is truth, you know, and, and that is never one particular point and destination in time that we can all sort of get get in, get on board with, if you will, um, at, at any agreed upon time. I, I don't think this room, just the 20 people that are in this room right now, couldn't unify on what we're going to eat for lunch. You know, you might be vegan, you might be vegetarian, you, you might want Chinese, the other might want Italian. I, I don't think at any human level, human level, that's the relative level. Earth is that plastic playground because everything can be reshaped, remade, remixed. It is only in that which is spiritual, which is absolute. Help me with your questions and your comments. Um, Thank you, Keisha Smith, for your, your comments and your questions. I hope we're all on the same page right now, at least in terms of the conversation. And I welcome those who are still with me now as we move into the Block Talk Radio archives for future dexterity, but also as we continue our live stream yard, YouTube live, Facebook uh, broadcast. I certainly appreciate your questions, comments, and requests uh, moving forward. Otherwise, I'm going to continue on. Uh, with my day, type your questions or comments in all capital letters unless you are still with me live on the phone line. And I've noticed that uh, in the last couple of episodes, no one is uh, using StreamYard and coming on camera. Uh, are y'all not prepared? Are y'all not prettied up? I told you, you can't sit at home in your jogging suit and in your comfort clothes every day while this pandemic um, turns forward. You got to get up. You got to exercise. You got to move around. You, you got to get dressed. If you're used to putting on makeup, put on your makeup. If you're used to, you know, getting suited up, you know, get suited up. Even if you're staying around the house, but you've got to maintain some sort of uh, consistency. Get some sunlight on your face. Go out into the yard. Go out into the parking lot. Go out into the natural area that might be convenient. To where you might be But I want to see your smiling faces I want to see people check in Here on the daily So that we know you're doing well That we can see you know, your pearly white So that we can fully uh, Engage with one another In this sacred space That we create here At High I have New a question. Go ahead Kiona So I know Well I shouldn't say I know Because I don't know anything but I want to um this is something that I, I can't let go. 
and I keep thinking about it every day, and I'm uh, it's haunting me. And people say they've let it go, but I feel like I haven't. In 2016, something happened, and it happened by way of my thoughts. It was supposed to go well, and I had a very, very negative thought. Um, and I blame myself that the event and nothing happened the way that it was supposed to. I blame myself for it, and I can't let it go. And I just really want to ask you, because I'm still thinking about it in this moment, to where all I do is think about it, to ask, was it my fault? Or was it something that honestly just happened? And and I've been thinking about that. And it's just, it's getting, the feeling is getting more and more. So that's the reason why I interrupted the show to ask. I'm still not clear on on what your fault. You haven't the, um, the event not going the way it was supposed to go because we're not made the way they were supposed to be made, even though the foundation that I set was followed a little bit but not all the way to the team. And so I was asking without going into full details, hoping that <laughs> hoping that you can feel my energy and just ask it without me just having to just be completely naked. Yeah, that's not working. I, I need you to be specific. Okay, so I put together an event, and the event was $25,000. So I had an investor, a little of my money with it, and the event okay, turned okay. out to a lot of Okay, before you go on, because you wanted me to connect, now I'm connecting. Um, you're not asking me to read you right now, are you? I'm at, I'm asking for my question. I don't know that well, will be in the context of a reading, but I want to know. I guess I'm not following along because in a general sense, no one person, place, or thing affects why anything works or doesn't work. That, that's, that's why it's equally as, as not healthy to think that you control everything, that things happen because of your good skills, your great knowledge, your great personality. Uh, if you were walking through life like that, we would call you narcissistic. So mm-hmm. in the same mm-hmm. especially, you know, I know you started to give me some context, but especially from how you earlier asked your question without wanting to give context, um, my answer would be the same. How, how vain is it or self-centered is it to think that any one point in time or history has everything to do with just you and you only. Mm-hmm, what about mm-hmm. what about your ancestors? What about the spirit and the ancestors of the other people who might be involved in any, in any particular endeavor, in any mm-hmm. particular moment mm-hmm. in time space? So, so that's why I pushed you earlier on to be specific about what it is that you're talking about. And then when you started going into, okay, well, I had this plan, and and, and that's why I stopped you and said, okay, wait a minute, are you asking me to read you right now? Or are you talking about that particular event and, and, and any particular event uh, at the crossroads of life? Even the voodoo practitioner, even the priest, even even the witch does not, single-handedly handle anything 
at any mm-hmm. given time and mm-hmm. place. And that's why we must be in line with ancestors, God, the, the forces of nature, the forces of power, or positive or negative, because they're then going to support you or leave your ass out to hang at any given point in, in time if you're not in a line. That's also mm-hmm. why we, you know, mm-hmm. rediscussing initiation, mentorship, guidance, because that's just a physical world reality of something that's already spiritually an absolute. And that is that there's always a hierarchy. There's always a process. There's always a trickle down. There's always what is taught and instilled and ingrained. And then that carried forward in, in any given motion. You know, your upbringing, how you were taught, how you were raised, how you were educated, you know, the, the effect that your brother, your sister had on you growing up. Are you the first child, the middle child, the last child? You know, there's too many different elements of not just weather, but nature that have to go into any particular moment, any particular event, you know, that did, did I affect, you know, how well I did, you know, in my class, you know, are you valedictorian? Do you know your grade point average? Okay. And then beyond that, what influence did your teacher's personal opinion have on your development? What what degree did your parental uh, experience have on your development? It's just, it's just too many components to, to look at. And that's what truly distinguishes a real reader, a real spiritualist, because there's too many different components to look at, not just initiation, not just education, not just training, but experience. And life experience that goes into how accurate or, or how uh, perfected any particular reader or seer or prophet is at any given point in time space. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not quite clear on your question, but, but I feel like I answered it <laughs> in that no, you the hit the nail. You hit the nail on the head, and and brought me back down to reality because I was in La La Land for a second. It seems like because I blame myself. I really did. I blame myself, and I took upon the burden, and I was torturing myself. And when I asked you the question, you know, I, I went about it the round roundabout way, but you hit the nail on the head. Thank you so much. Because it's like, how dare I think that it was just solely me? When it when it wasn't, and and I'm and I'm torturing myself and carrying a burden, and I can really just drop and move on with life. So thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm here with you. Understand y'all? I can hear y'all all over the house. I can hear y'all, and for the most part, see y'all wherever I am in the house. Um, and I do have something on the stove. So that's why I keep going back and forth. I'm also looking for an opportunity for my other callers to speak and be a part of the conversation because your mics are now open. And I also am am trying to get some opportunity for my live chat to participate and post your questions, comments, and requests and and give us an opportunity to um, respond to that um, as well. Um, Well, Pani, you're, you're, you left a comment um, you'd like to discuss what I said about maintaining some level of normality, but I'm not 
seeing your question in the chat and you're no longer on the phone. So I'm not sure how you want to discuss that or what it is that you're discussing. So where are you, beloved? Um, you typed in at 209, so I'm assuming you're still with me. So I need you to either type, yeah, you can't call back in because it's, it's after it's after the hour. Yeah, okay. I was, yeah. Go ahead. Go I was that. wondering Go ahead. if I could, um, this is Sterling. I was wondering if I could ask um, a question that's um, a little bit off the topic at hand. Sure, please, um, go ahead. Speak up for me. Okay. All right. So I was um, wondering about um, how artists um, could use this time, because I, I noticed that you are also an artist, um, an actor, and I was wondering how you would, um, during this time where things are a little bit slow and people aren't able to, like, um, go out and experience art, how artists should survive, like, survive. Okay, that's a, um, that's a great question. Give me a second, I'll play that. Yeah, that's a great question. That's two questions. Uh, first, it sounded like you were asking me about, you know, what should artists do? How should artists utilize this time? And that may be very well what you said. But then I also heard you say, you know, or or I I think I heard you say um, maybe about making money and and about maybe how we move forward. So I'm going to respond to both, um, both aspects of what I say. Um, And I say this already, and many of my regulars know what I'm getting ready to say. Uh, This is the time to activate your B affirmation. Your B, capital B-E affirmation. I've created a list of ongoing B affirmations that I've been sort of posting and reposting uh, in many uh, social media. But they they are be different, be different, be yourself, particularly right now in this present moment in time space when you might not have a, a clock to punch or a job necessarily uh, to, to go into or, or gig uh, lined up. Be different. Be yourself, be hopeful, be creative, be creative. This is the time to create and birth ideas, songs, scripts, poems that are going to bring us success, bring us wealth, bring us celebrity, uh, bring us the future gig, bring us the, the future opportunity. I've noticed a great deal of activity online, um, not just from what you see on your morning shows, uh, on your news broadcast, uh, on, your, on your Saturday night live and your night b- broadcast, meaning that people are at home uh, and redoing their shows from at home. And so we're seeing, you know, the inside of Whoopi Goldberg's house. Uh, we're seeing the, the inside of, of, of the Saturday night uh, live characters, you know, residents and, and how they live and operate. But also, you should be posting right now. Um, so I know that they are not just doing their shows from those platforms, but they're in backstage and, and stage 32 and, and in, in much of the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, 
uh, YouTube Live. This is the time now to follow me. If you're not following me in Twitter, this is the time to follow me. If you're not following me in Facebook, this is the time to follow me. But also other entertainers, other celebrities, other directors, other producers. They're looking at your videos right now. Trust me. They're looking at our videos. They're watching this podcast. They're listening to what we talk about. But they're also looking at personalities that I don't normally have the opportunity to just share uh, and to bring to the forefront. Uh, characters that I don't typically share or bring to the forefront. Uh, Hoodoo Occultism, I love a Hoodoo Occultism. He has a gift at bringing up anger, at bringing up aggression, <laughs> at bringing up certain aspects of my personality that I normally don't bring here, and particularly in this, in this platform, that your producers, directors, script writers are indeed utilizing, looking at. You know, that, that's a side of, of you that we didn't see before. That's a, that's a personality, you know, that we can use in a creative, artistic way. And as talent, whether you're a creator or talent, as talent, you also have the opportunity now to videotape yourself, show yourself in, in ways that people um, um, aren't quite, quite akin to, aren't quite uh, used to. Uh, well, Pani, what I was referring to in terms of suits and makeup was people getting up and being who they are every day, putting that down now just because it's corona. Um, and, and so people are spending too much time in their pajamas, too much time in their lounge chair, too much time not getting up and, and being active right now because of corona. Um, and I'm encouraging that that activity continues. Um, what you equate with getting away from suit and tie and makeup, that would be this for me. But but I could also get up and not wrap my hair. I could also get up and not put on my jewelry. I, I could also just lounge around in a T-shirt right now, like many people are doing right now, uh, under the course of what is uh, corona environment. And that's what I'm discouraging. That's what I'm discouraging. People have, and even the self-employed individual, you have to have a routine. Some people are struggling in moving into their entrepreneurship and their self-employable uh, uh, in, in environment and, and lifestyle uh, because they think being self-employed means I can do what I want and I can kick it and I don't have to get up and fix my hair. I don't have to get up and dress like, or act like I'm going to an office or I'm going to, to a work environment. Even if it's your own office, you got to act like you're getting up and going to your own office. You have to act like you're getting up and going to the, the headquarters of your own um, uh, entrepreneurial empire, Kiona. <laughs> so, so, yes, Wapani, I, I hear what you're saying, but if you are a gardener, if you are farming, if you are a herbalist, you know, if, if you are uh, uh, preparing for the festival or, or the craft show, you still got to have a creative space, a workspace, a business space. Your brain needs that. Your wiring needs that. Your, your spirit body needs that distinguishment. Uh, that's why we also create the sacred space. And you need a sacred space that's separate from your life, 
your farm, the rest of your, your quote-unquote normal waking day activities. We, we need these demarkers, these road marks, uh, in order for our, our brains and our spirit and spirit realm to then sync up with that natural path that you're, you're seeking to sort of move into. Um, my mom asked, was Sandy the one who initiated me into voodoo? No, not at all. In fact, voodoo, uh, Sandy didn't know anything about voodoo. Remember, I ultimately ended up living with Sandy. Sandy didn't know anything about voodoo. Sandy had traveled. Sandy had a lot of African stuff in her house. Sandy had no, no real connection to that, that knowledge and or awareness. In fact, she showed fear a little bit later on in, in her walk um, over the stuff that she had in her house. Um, and I think she was dabbling at that point in, in evangelical Christianity, had been consuming a great deal of, of TV ministries. Um, and so she had developed a fear, I think, around um, some of what she had and, and, and what she possessed in her house. But no, she didn't No, If you want to know who introduced me to voodoo, it was Aang Vicky. Aang Vicky introduced me to voodoo. The Broomfields introduced me to voodoo. Uh, sitting in, in Louise, Mississippi, and listening to some of the conversations that y'all had while y'all sipped, uh, uh, what do you call them? Your cooler, your wine cooler, and played uh, cards, you know, or dominoes or whatever. That's where my introduction to voodoo came in. <clears throat> Sandy didn't initiate me or introduce me to voodoo. No, it was Aunt Vicky, and and it was the uh, Broomfield side of the family. Um, and, and then your mama and the Harris women did not, quote, unquote, initiate me into voodoo, but they introduced me to hoodoo and conjure practice by, by way of, of the botanica and the spiritual supply. And then the discovery, um, particularly after... Um, Mert passed on that she had botanical spiritual supply store products in, in her house, in her possession. But it was the, the Broomfield proper and Aunt Vicky in particular who introduced uh, a, a more formal introduction for me as it relates to, um, to voodoo. It, w- it would not have been Sandy. Uh, Germanica J, um, being a square one is not a bad thing. Uh, it's better than going down a path that's incorrect. Uh, it's better than going down a path that's not correct or proper for you. Um, it's better than worst case scenario, um, being of reprobate mind and thinking you are on the path and, and you got it down and then just sort of doing your own thing. Um, I think I emotionally interpret your response um, as sort of being frustrated. But um, in all honesty, uh, I suggest every day the frustration comes in with us sort of moving ahead um, in, in these paths, these traditions, with these books, with these authors, and thinking that that's it. 
that that's all that there is, uh, that, that that's all that it sort of takes to sort of get there, to get where you're, you're going. And again, when you look at it from a retail perspective, a store perspective, a financial perspective, that's all a lot of the forward spaces want is for you just to buy their books, buy their products. You know, um, they don't care if you get this. They don't care if you grow in this. They don't care if you mature in this. They don't care if you understand what you're doing at all because that's the spirit of the day. Whether it's you or others, that, that's the spirit of the day. I don't want to initiate. I don't want to study. I don't want to learn. I, I, I just want the quick, fast way into this. Point me in the direction of that book. Uh, Keona suggested it. Uh, some of you are even too caught up in just teachers and, and, and preachers and practitioners um, and are not seeking to develop inner standing, inner wisdom. Uh, that that personal connection, if you will, to to your your spirit journey. Uh, I like how my sister Wapani, one Wapani says, our spiritual journey is not a sprint. Um, it, it, it's a marathon. It, it, it's not going to begin or end with a magic bullet, a magic pill, a magic prescription. Um, it, it is indeed going to be a lifelong um, ebb and flow at the process of you, you learning and relearning and, and gaining deeper and new levels of awareness about what it is that you think that you know or don't know. I think it was Keona, I believe. Um, it might have been Jamonica, um, but it, I think it was Keona that said something to the effect of, um, I don't know what I know. Um, your prophets would say that that's, that's the first true sign of wisdom, is right. knowing what you don't know and being willing to admit what you don't know and being willing to humble yourself to what you don't know so that you leave room to receive mm-hmm. that which you don't know at, at any given point in time and space. I like to use cooking. You know, we all can pull up a, a recipe. We all can pull up a recipe book. We can all pull up a recipe website, and particularly today, because they're everywhere, you know, online. But that don't make you no chef. That don't make right. you no cook. That don't make <laughs> you no expert. And, and you might feed your right. six kids every night. You might feed your 10 kids every night. You know, and, mm-hmm. and someone with 10 mm-hmm. kids or eight kids or six kids, a better cook. I would expect to be a, a damn good cook because, you know, you've got more time in. You've got more experience in. You, you've got more people to complain about what you're putting before them every night. Uh, you, you, you know how much of that food is ending up in the garbage every night. So I would expect someone with six kids, eight kids, ten kids to be a better cook. I would expect uh, a chef who's going in and out of a restaurant every day to be a better cook. You have an opportunity to be, you know, to, to perfect your skills. But we also watch, I do, I watch Chef Ramsey. I've seen him go into many a restaurant right here in New Orleans, right here in the French Quarter, and it's a hot mess. It's nasty. Mm. You definitely don't want to eat anything out of there, you know, and, and you're paying good money, and this is where you expect the experts to be, right? 
This is where you expect the qualified people to be. But that's a good example of issue, ego. Because we, those of us who watch these reality shows, Chef, Chef Ramsey and Rescue My Bar and all these other shows, you know, these people are full of arrogance, are full of ego. It's not always greed because they're often losing thousands of dollars, sometimes millions of dollars. So it's not always about greed. You know, when we look at these who do root work conjure practitioners, yeah, you might be giving away your service. You know, you might be doing work for people for free, but that don't speak to the value of your work. That don't speak to how strong your work is. That don't speak to how good your work is. Some of these restaurants are are giving it away for free. If you watch Chef Ramsey, because they in debt up to their neck, millions of dollars in debt, you know, and they losing money every month that they stay in open because their ego won't let them stop. The ego won't let them shut the doors long enough for Chef Ramsey to come in and bring in brand new appliances, brand new furnishings, a brand new work environment. But that don't, that don't fix the head. Hopefully, by that point in the show, the, the, the owner has humbled themselves. It's, it's so grateful, you know, for the rescue that they're now willing to learn to do things a better way. And, and that's my hope. You know, that I, I rescue your loving relationships, I rescue you, your court case or whatever, and, and get you to a place now where you can humble yourself to acknowledge the presence of the ancestors and what they may be doing for you or, or not doing for you. Um, but our ego gets in the way. Our, our own will gets in the way. Our own sense of we, we are in control and we know what we're doing and I got this and you know, I'm okay, and, you know, I didn't read Louisa Tesh's book, and I didn't read Gonzalo, Gonzalez Whipler's book, and that alone tells me just what you don't know. I've read Louisa book, Tesh's book at least a dozen or more times. I teach from it. She tell you herself she's not giving away the initiation. She tell you herself she's not giving away the mystery. She tells you that herself. And so, too, does Gonzalez Whipler in that same book while they share their experience. Louisa takes you to the West Bank, back to the East Bank again. She takes you into Algiers. She walks you into some shops, and she never once goes into any detail in her book about any initiation whatsoever. So the people who think that if I just read her book, I I know all I need to know, you're fooling yourself. You, you, you're fooling yourself. I agree, Wapani. Oh. I love my sister. <laughs> she said, I, re- I really is. Can you hear me? Yes, give me a second, beloved. I, I want to yes. talk to my sister before I let you speak. I love how my okay. sister says, There will be many times where we will stop and reevaluate. There mm-hmm. is no starting at square one, there is no going back to the beginning. There is no, I've made a mistake, and, 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 and now i got to do this all over again. There's no such thing. You, you can't bring back yesterday. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. So it's now a part of your ebo. It's now a part of your mm-hmm. sacrifice. It's now a part of your commitment to your journey. What you can do is learn the lesson. The yeah. value is in the lesson. 
once you toss it out as a, I'm starting all over again, um, Jamonica, you're, you're tossing out the value, your goal. You, you're tossing out the goal that you have just spent however many years you've been alive panning out the river. You just tossed it out because it ain't the right color. But you ain't tested it yet. It ain't been cleaned yet. You got a bucket full of gold, but it looked like rock, <laughs> so you tossed it out because you think, well, I ain't found it yet. Girl, you got it. You, your experience okay. is your goal. Go ahead, caller. Who, whoever, whichever caller that is, come on. Hello. Uh, that That's Jermonica uh, speaking, just saying oh, thank you. you so much. Go ahead, Jermonica. I really appreciate it. And I and my intentions were to be as open as possible because when you don't have anyone to talk to, it can feel like a lonely journey when everyone that you've grown up with does not walk the same walk that you walk. I literally just I just walked the same you know I just turned away one day. I have, and honestly, I don't read any books. I don't read. I don't do any of that because of the fact that I've always been stagnant and scared. And I'm honest enough to speak that because I, I, I do want to move forward, you know, in in making uh, the right decision. So I appreciate everyone speaking on, you know, what I stated because I sometimes a person just really wants to know. So I'm very open at this point. Yes, and I appreciate you. I, I most certainly do. Um, like my sister said, um, you can't go back to the beginning. Um, and this cipher is in motion. <laughs> okay, from the time you came out the womb, this cipher is in emotion. It's in motion. But even before you came out the womb, the cipher was already in motion. It was already in motion. And that's why, you know, if you can just understand that, that makes some of the more ethereal, spiritual, quantum, metaphysical, magical stuff that I say make more sense to you. But the cipher is already in motion. There is no catch up. There is no going back. There is no, well, let, you know, let me see your notes. And can you fill me in <laughs> on what the professor said, you know, since, since September 1st? so that I can take this final exam. And there is no going back and recapturing that, beloved. You can't. So don't count it as a negative. It's indeed, it's the wealth of your experience. You, you now know what not to do, whereas the next person still has to go through that experience on their own, still has to climb that mountain on their own. And even if they don't, we all know what book knowledge looks like. Limited. Book knowledge is limited. Whether we're talking about voodoo, whether we're talking about Christianity, whether we're talking about chemistry, book knowledge is limited. Without laboratory work, your book knowledge is not going to get you very far. Thank you all. Keep it rolling now. Otherwise, I'm going to finish pouring this coffee. Okay. Well, give me your next questions, comments, requests, my callers. Uh, beloved um, brother, did you have something else you want to say? Uh, what is his name? Let me scroll back. Sterling. 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 Yeah. Can you have something else you want to yes. say? Please go yes. ahead. And call um, I have a question. All right. Go I ahead. just want to thank you for giving me um, the earlier advice about 
the um the B affirmations and also um a little bit of insight on what's going on in um the entertainment industries and the switches up and whatever. But um I also wanted to know like what it takes um to find those um uh, mentors and spiritual guides um so that you could um like follow the path righteously, you know, and legitimately. Okay, I am a very sort of literal person sometimes, especially with my ass burden. If I hear things sometimes really literally. So uh, first, I never ha- know how to respond to that. When people ask that, are they saying somebody other than you? <laughs> you know, um, like when you see in social media, you know, you post up and somebody always comes in with, yeah, my cousin had and it's better than, you know, or something someone else had, and you know, but theirs cost $100,000 more than what, you know, I always never know where to go with that. But um, find a mentor, whether it's me or the next person. Now, my flesh, my personal side says, what is it that people love me, listen to me, study my information, pay enough attention that, like Keona mentions, every day she, she throws out accounts. She reminds me every day, whether it's on air or off day, off air, how many of you were here? How many of you were in the room? How many of you participate, watch, listen, but don't talk, don't say, don't ask questions? She reminds me of that every day, by the way. So, uh, yes, support me. Support me off air, not just on air. Those of you who say, I want a mentor, I can't never find a mentor, I'm here for at least three hours every day for free, for free. So when I hear that, I I know you didn't extend that, but when I hear that, are you saying help me point you to somebody else? No, I mean, I would... Well, to be honest, I should have just been up front, and I wanted to know, like, your um, availability to be that mentor in, um, like, lives. Because I know I just started watching your channel and um, following you yesterday, to be honest. I just came across and was watching some of your videos. Um, But, yes, can I have your email yeah, um, it's in the chat, but I'm going to say it out loud. It's divineprince at ofthedivineprince.com. Divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com. It's scrolling on the bottom of the screen at this time, along with my website, www.houseofthedivineprince.com. It's also scrolling at the bottom of the screen, along with my PayPal. PayPal.me forward slash the divine prince. Okay. And uh, Thank Fiona, you. for one, I'm grateful that I'm learning how to navigate the site and create my little banner that it's less work for her to have to do <laughs> periodically throughout the show to keep typing and, and reposting. So um, she, she commented me yesterday on my ability to sort of use these buttons. Um, that I couldn't make any sense of uh, the day before. But yes, beloved, that is my um, advice to you. 
and not just that you work with me, but you, but that you not ignore, you know, your elders, your your uh, store owners, your shopkeepers, uh, the vendors that you all are buying your incense and your oil and whatnot from. Um, don't look overlook these people's wisdom. Don't overlook these people's experience. Often. This is where you get access to the mentor that you still don't know. Uh, the invitation to the drum circle, the, the invitation to the ritual, the invitation to the ceremony. But no one is going to invite anyone in, in, sight unseen. No one's going to invite anyone in, whether we're talking about dating, social life, friendship, your business circle, your, your, your that work circle, where the players are, no one's going to invite you in in, without you being present, without you showing some level of commitment, without you being ready, you know, to, to want to be build relationships. I talked yesterday, yeah. um, and again, Carl, your, your question was great. My responses might not all apply to you directly, but I, I mentioned yesterday that many of us don't know how to build relationships anymore. It's like once the 80s kicked in, maybe going into the 90s, you know, we lost our ability to communicate and to build relationships. Even with all this technology, all these social media sites, all these dating sites, I ask the question all the time, why do we need dating sites with social media around? What can you do on Baidu you can't do on Facebook? What can you do on, you know, any of these other dating sites? I don't know. I can't think of any of them right now because uh, I don't use any of them. Um, what can you do on any of those sites you can't already do on Facebook? You got video on Facebook. You you can talk to people on Facebook. You can phone call people. Uh, it, it then comes back to how authentic are we in, in our identity. Now, some of us use those sites to hide our identity, to become somebody else. You know, to, to to mask and costume various, you know, outward, uh, or what do you call them, outward avatars, you know, and then we complain about not connecting. Then we complain about not finding real people. That, that's the most common thing you see now is that nobody's real, everybody's fake. You know, I, I'm just here for what then? <laughs> for what then? You know, and I find the same thing in religion. I find the same thing in, in the real world. I find the same thing, you know, in the job space. You know, you live in an apartment building with 300 tenants, and you don't know any of them by name. You, you work in an office space, you know, with 100 employees, you know, three of them by name, and, and only those who sign your check or can give you a day off. You know, you, you don't know the cafeteria lady by name. You don't know the janitor by name. You don't know the male person by name. And so we, we bring that to religion. We bring that to spirituality. And so you, you join churches with pastors you don't know by name or you don't know who they are really beyond their name. You know, you follow prophets and, 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 and fake hoodoo practitioners with 50,000 followers on Instagram and you don't really know their real name. You, you just know Goddess Irene Terrell. You don't know their real name. You don't know where they really live. You don't know anyone who's ever serviced them. You don't know what their neighbors think about them. And 
yeah, I'm being arrogant. Everything that I'm I'm speaking to right now is completely wide open when it comes to me. <laughs> you you can Google map me right to my house. Right to my house. Some of you don't even got your real name <laughs> online. But but you can Google map right to my house. So we've got to get real with ourselves before we launch the attacks about who's not real out here. Remember, there's always that thumb pointing back. I mean, those three fingers pointing back. You know, when you point that finger and that thumb outwardly, there's some three fingers that still pointing back at, at your demonstration, your demonstration. I don't know what happened to hoodoo occultism. He never did come back. So I hope brother wasn't in his feelings. I really like his contributions to the show. I never did see hoodoo occultism come back. But, um, yeah, brother, at the end of the day, it's about demonstration. Don't tell me you a Muslim. Don't tell me you Christian. Don't tell me you Orisha. Don't tell me you who do, you root work, you conjure. It's about your demonstration. Your, your demonstration to tell me who you are. It's okay to write it, type it, say it, pronounce it, speak it out, but your demonstration ultimately speaks your truth. Your demonstration ultimately stands the test of, of who and what you really are and who and what you say you really believe. And who and what your demonstration really is, especially in times like this, especially emergencies like this, especially in, in calamities like this, who people truly are is standing up. And it's not what we say. It's not necessarily what we type. It's in our demonstration. It's how we treat ourselves, how we treat each other, how we treat the gods, how we treat the ancestors as, as we claim title and position. And, and practice. <laughs> Thank you so much, Keona Carter, um, Keisha Smith, Jamonica Joy. I'm sorry, Jamonica J. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Joy. Jamonica J. Uh, Justice. Thank you so much uh, for being present. Um, anyone whose name I haven't called out yet or previously. Uh, Danielle Jackson. Greetings, beloved. Peace and love. Joy and prosperity. One uh, Wapani, my beloved sister Gary Bonsell Savage, my beloved mother Goddess Nanu, thank you so much for coming in And sharing your energy with us um, Who else, who else? Is that everyone? Who do a cultism? Thank you for being one of our powerful co-hosts uh, Anyone else that I'm not seeing? Um, uh, oh, Yoel, Yoel Adamas Thank you so much, you always come in and have powerful questions and information to uh, to share with us um, here in the, in the platform. So we certainly appreciate you and, and your contributions. Asasa Shakur, um, I don't know if that's Asasa Shakur uh, checking in from Cuba or if that's just somebody using her name. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming in and, and being a part of the show. Wouldn't that be something, though, that really was the real uh, Asafa Shakur uh, checking in with us right now. That would be something. Rebecca, um, I wanted to pronounce your last name early on, but I was scared to give it a try. Your middle name, Lee Jessman Mark. Rebecca Lee Jessman Mark, thank you so much for your participation, early participation in the show. Sterling, thank you so much for calling in and participating, and I look forward to your email uh, communications. 
um, and your requests moving forward. I'm certainly here for you 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, 306 degrees of power and understanding. I will be forward. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Thank you so much for all of your powerful, powerful contributions to the show until we meet again. Congo Square, Congo Square. Congo Square. Congo Square. The Omus Indians, the Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our hosts, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our hosts. The colonizers came and pushed aside our hosts and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Les Places de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment. But nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not 
been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat, 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 being, beating, being of black heart drums. Heart beat, heart beat, heart beat at this place, at this place, beat, heart beat, beat, we beating place in new world space, beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace, our dance is the God walk. Our music, the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end. Connected together and singing, ringing, singing in a ring. Second, Let's be original, aboriginal, be what we were before we became what we are, be bambula dance, be bonza music, and sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy. Must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate whip out of us. But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day. A feel. A feel. Without shade. But dark. Dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now, and still, this sacred ground calls us. 
to remember to beat to be beat Congo Square be Congo Square beat Remember. Yeah. 